How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We are doing this every Tuesday. They need to come hang out with Mooch and the Misses. That is called fascism. Okay, he is a fascist leader. He's his own worst enemy. He's creating his own problems. You know, he's like one of those people who can't get out of their own way. I don't want to be one of those like kind of Trump like, haters. Okay, I just want to make... Everyone is a product of their upbringing and their personal loyalties. I'm a human being, and I probably got overtaken by the excitement of him winning. The minute you called me to say, uh, boom, as soon as I got that, boom, I called you right back. Anyway, you, and then you she lose hit the me. argument. All the ladies out there. My mother's like, why are you cursing so much? I'm like, ma... Where do you think I learned it from? We do this podcast. I go into the city. We have dinners together or we'll travel. We spend time to be together as a couple and a family and as business partners. And I feel like it really helps us. You still love me? I do. Do you still love me? Very much. Okay. I don't know if you have, I mean. Very much my liberal hot wife. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Happy rainy Tuesday in New York. It's the missus here. So I'm home today recovering from a uh, minor surgery, so I might sound a little bit different to you guys, but it's still the old me. I just have a little bit of a stuffy nose, and the mooch happens to be far, far away in Saudi Arabia. Mooch? And yeah, there's no mooch. It's just the missus. So I'm going to be filling everybody in, all of our listeners in on the news of the week, and covering some interesting stories and uh, talk about a little fun stuff here and there, some hot topics that uh, are apolitical. And I'm going to rope in Uncle Neil. Uncle Neil. Our producer, every once in a while. Uncle Neil, are you there? Yeah, I am. How's it going, Mrs. Mooch? Do you want to take the Mooch's role today? you want to sit in his seat and (laughs) and be Mooch? Mooch-like? No one, no one can fill those shoes. Oh boy, no one can fill those shoes. Shine shade. Not really, right? I know. I agree. Shining shade well, and marionating. Yeah. Well, you know all the language, the lingo, so you could, you could definitely <laughs> be a good cover for him. So, what's going on today? Let's talk about uh, this um, ISIS stuff in Syria and the supposed head of ISIS being killed by our troops over the weekend. So this was obviously, um, it's obviously always good news when we take down a terrorist, which always makes me happy and feel a little bit safer. But again, I also know that ISIS is like cockroaches and they're all over the place. So um, it's kind of impossible to ever say that we see or ever willfully eradicate them. But um, I guess this is a good thing for Trump and a, and a step in the right direction for him, um, especially amidst all of the Syria controversy and everybody criticizing him about Turkey and the Kurds and all of that. So um, I'm just really wondering, though, why he always has to uh, make stuff up. So even in his he's like the ultimate marketer. Like, I, I remember I was laying in bed on Saturday night and I saw announcement tomorrow, 9 a.m., like, blah, 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 big announcement. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what is he going to tell us? He's forever uh, a commercial 
marketing guy, even in the presidency. And um, by two o'clock in the morning, like I said, I've had surgery. I was up laying in bed and I was reading online. It had obviously come out what had gone on. And it said that Baghdadi was killed. You and I were but, both up at the same time. <laughs> were you up? Were you reading all this news? Yeah, I got up at two thirty in the morning for um, for an early morning producer shift at WCBS. And oh gosh, uh, yeah, so, so what's I'll, early like five thirty? What does that mean? Oh, five thirty. Okay, five thirty yeah. in the morning. But you know, I got to get up, got to read the news. So I woke up to to that news and uh, the president uh, with the nine a.m. press conference, which um, we took live. Um, but, you know, it, it was a big win. It was actually surprising he took questions in that press conference because usually they walk on, they say their spiel, and they walk out, and he right. just kept taking questions, all, all on topic. But um, but it was kind of, we t- went away from it, and they're like, oh, he's he's still there, he's still talking. I guess he wanted to be on everyone's good side that morning. I don't know. I guess he figured he was happy about what happened, so why not be like amenable and and have a good morning with the press? So I guess that's what he did. But um, I mean, like I said, I'm happy that we're we're still trying to get these guys and and eradicate this terrorism. But I'm just always laughing at how he makes it about himself because then he was saying about how the guy was running scared and he was whimpering and crying. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have absolutely no idea because. I mean, I don't know how many guys, but five people, I think, commented that were involved in some way, shape, or form and said they had no audio. So Very course, frightened puppies. Yeah. Trump always <laughs> makes stuff up. Like, he has to always go for the drama factor. But you almost got to love it, though, in a way that, you know, belittling terrorists, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, okay, belittling a person, that's a little, you know, especially as, as a parent and you don't want your kids to grow up with that. But belittling a terrorist, you can always do. You know, you no, can always, you can always a belittle down. a terrorist on any day on my watch. I'm just saying that he was lying about what he was saying because there was no audio. He was definitely Nobody. definitely going over over the top, um, you know, as he always does. He exaggerates. But uh, right. Exactly. You, so but I'm you almost had laughing. a laugh. Yeah, it, it was kind of funny. I mean, it was a win. Um, but, you know, it's funny. One of our um, so I get the tweets that come into us and one of our listeners who listens every week. Um, tweeted, well, I'd ask a Halloween question, which we'll we'll get to, but um, she said, what's with the presidential booing? And I don't think she's a Trump supporter. And I'm curious what you thought about um, the president at the World Series game. game. Yeah, and getting booed. I think that it's embarrassing. I was watching it, obviously, on my phone. I'm not even there. And I felt mortified for him and for Melania. But at the same time, um, I mean, I understand people it's like what you say to your kids like two wrongs don't make a right i really don't believe that just because he does things like that that we should be doing or anybody else should reciprocate and with the same bad behavior because then we just literally lower ourselves to the lowest degree of possible standards in life and we have no bar so i don't like that i i think it's embarrassing i think it's like uncouth and ugh, i, I I don't I I'm glad I wasn't there cuz you could literally feel the tension and I felt it over a video that was hours and hours later. So I just think that we should raise ourselves up and not try to match each other in how much we can diss and dismiss and humiliate people. And that's the problem though. He's just made it so that people think it's okay to do these things because he does these things and he's sets 
the standard. He is the United States of uh, he is the president of the United States. So people think, well, if he's doing it, then I'm going to do it. So I'm just curious as to when the tides will turn and it'll it'll all end because we've all regressed to elementary level school children with yeah. our uh, behavior for the most part. And I'm just hoping that at some point it, you know, we regret we regress literally back to when we actually had some sort of civility and and cared about how we looked. So, I mean, didn't you find it to be so childish and mortifying? Yeah, I, you know, when Obama and, you know, under his administration, they killed bin Laden. I remember watching the Mets game. They were playing the Phillies in Philadelphia. Everyone chanted USA. And as people right, got the news on their phone. that's how it should be. That's how right? it should be. And I said that right. morning at work, I said... They should be chanting USA tonight. Forget about who you support and whatever. They should be chanting USA. But it was almost... No, but we're just so fractured, you know? Right. As God, a country. God forbid you, you don't agree with somebody, you don't talk to them. You don't date someone if you don't agree with them. You're not friends with someone if you disagree politically because you can't maintain a friendship. It's really sad. And, and I saw it this election cycle... Trump's probably part to blame for it, but certainly the other side um, does not help their case. And when oh you, no, definitely not. When you can't no. go to a ball game and you know cheer for our country, it, it's really pathetic. I mean, we all started. We all try to point the finger at Trump, but a lot of this divisiveness started during the Obama administration, um, and in a different way, though. You know, he wasn't out there tweeting and calling people names and stuff but it was just there was more of a class warfare and an attack on business and um, I did feel that sometimes there was a bit of racial tension um, created by things that he might have said or inferred for sure so there you know it's not like that was total clear that the Obama administration was clear of any sort of tensions or any sort of implied judgments but I just feel like it's spiraled now into a whole new beast. It's a lot worse than it was before. So I think they've compounded each other, and now it's just really bad. So I, I don't think it's one side or the other. I think we've all hit a new low, you know? And I think we all have to look at ourselves and say, like, okay, is this about our country, or is this about hating our president so much, or hating whatever so much that we can't even be happy for ourselves as a country anymore? So we have to do some soul-searching. I think, you know, me included. I find that even people who love Trump, they're, you know, they're hateful in their their rhetoric towards the other side. The left certainly uh, does not want Trump to get any wins. I mean, they can't even give him credit for al-Baghdadi. I mean, I don't really remember when bin Laden died that Republicans didn't give Obama credit. They all did. Um, And the Situation Room picture, I mean, they were mocking it. I mean, look, everybody stages that situation room picture. I mean, it is what it is. Um, you know, like everyone stages it. It's just kind of funny because Trump, we grew up in, in an age that, you know, he's on reality TV. He's this reality TV star walking down, you know, the helicopter pad and flashing a thumbs up. And that's kind of what he does now. So to see him in that picture, it's humorous, you know. But sometimes, yeah. sometimes you're going to laugh at things. And then there are things that you can be outraged about. But to be outraged over everything, I just find that exhausting. I know. You know what the thing about him is, though? I've thought about this long and hard because I'm like, what is it that sets everybody off? It's just that he literally 
never tells the truth. And he is always so arrogant and nasty that it's really hard to be happy for him. Even if you want to be, and even if you are totally, say you're totally behind whatever it was that he just accomplished, he, as a person, it's just so hard to support him and cheer him on because he's so ungrateful and he's so, he lacks self-awareness completely and totally. And he's also a credit monger. You know what I mean? Always needs credit. Everything is his win and this and that. And so in life, if you know someone like that personally, it's so hard to get behind that person because you're like, dude, like, don't take yourself so seriously. You're not the greatest thing since sliced bread. And it's not always about you. And there's a bigger picture. And I think that's the thing is that he, he rattles people and he gets into people's psyche on a personal level because everybody knows somebody like him, you know, and he's just a repeat offender. He's never gracious. He's never truthful and honest. He's that he never shares the credit. So it's just really hard to cheer someone like that on. And I know you're a big Trump supporter, but, and Anthony was too, in many ways, still some things he still, you know, agrees with him on, but it's just hard to really back someone a hundred percent when they're not sharing caring or nice you know right no i I get that and and look for me and you know i work in news so it's you know i can't um you know i can't be as vocal as like i was in college for instance and i see both sides like you know there were things in college that really frustrated me because they it is indoctrination and i anyone who looks at it with a clear mind you know can see that because most of the you know your professors are liberal and so it's very frustrating to to be a conservative in college but when you get out in the real world, and especially the world that I live in, that you know you have to work with with people of all different beliefs, uh, you have to put that aside. And if you let that ruin your judgment every day, if you let that run your life, you're just gonna live pissed off. You're just gonna be angry your entire life. And you know, I think. No one is 100 percent. And Anthony talks about this. No one is 100 percent on board with anybody. And if you are, there's a problem. I know he you know, he will give you quotes uh, related to that. But, you know, if you agree 100 percent with someone, you need to seek a psychologist, you know. And (laughs) yeah, he always says, if you agree with me, I think Mayor Koch said, if you agree with me on seven out of ten things, you should vote for me if you agree with me on 10 out of 10. You should see your psychiatrist or something like and that. And that's totally right. I mean, how how could you just walk blindly supporting one person or supporting um, a set of beliefs? I mean, you know, when I went to – and I'm sure most people are like this or they figure out what their belief system is. When I became a voting age, I looked at both parties and I said, this is where I, I agree more with. I'm, gonna, I'm going to um, register as this party. But I also – didn't necessarily 100% agree with everything, and you can have mixed views. I mean, Anthony and you are socially liberal. I mean, who cares? You know, if that's how you live your life, yeah. whatever. But you ha- the Republicans have to move past that. And I said that last election cycle, and Trump really was, in his rhetoric, unifying, um, you know, towards um, gay marriage, and he, and he spoke openly. He's got friends who are gay. Um, and he, you know, and he supports that, and that people should be able to live however they want. But then, you know, he came into the administration. He's not enacting those policies, and and it's almost like the swamp um, is well, controlling him in a way. Well, the best of you. Yeah, the swamp always sucks you in, and politics always becomes 
the thing that takes precedent and getting reelected and having your base vote for you and like you, even if you sit there and say till the day is long that you're never going to succumb to that and cave and fold and you can't be bought, you will be because right. that's just how that's just the laws of politics. And if anyone, if we've seen that with anyone, it's Trump. We've seen it with him. I mean, he is just totally caved into this to the whole system there. And um, if anything, he's actually almost worse than some people that uh, came before him. So uh, maybe he's suffering from um, beer body. Did you see that that article? <laughs> I, I did. Isn't that did something? You, it, I mean, his that body is makes crazy. beer. I mean, I've read a, a lot about really weird and atypical bodily like things that happen to people, but this is definitely weird. So I was reading an article earlier. It said that a Staten Island man is suffering from a medical mystery, which is actually his body is um, brewing alcohol inside of itself without drinking or consuming any alcohol. And he's like living drunk because of his own body. So he's pulled over, accused of dr- uh, drunk driving in 2014, um, and his blood alcohol literally was two and a half times over the legal limit. Can you imagine? And without having one drink. And um, so they did some research on him at Richmond University, found that there's yeast in his gut, and it's converting carbs in the food he eats to alcohol. So how does <laughs> so now how do you, to, do you feel drunk? Like one one of my questions when I was reading this, like oh, do you, if he walks around feeling drunk? Yeah, like do you feel like? You know, like, is it that happy hour feeling or is it just you feel like crap? Yeah, I know, like sluggish and hungover or something. I don't know. It says that he that he was exhibiting signs of inebriation. So even though he hadn't had anything to drink. So I think he probably did feel drunk, but maybe that was his normal. Maybe he didn't even realize anymore. You know, when you feel one way for so long, you don't even know you feel that way anymore. Yeah, maybe. But, maybe it's like a, you know, vertigo type thing. Yeah, exactly. You kind of adapt, but he can't eat carbs, which is my worst nightmare. Marinating. So the, uh, oh my God. Yeah, you can't have carbs marinating in the sound bites. because it turns into beer. So should we just play a bunch of sound bites? Yeah, I mean, if you want. What is the skin Anthony? product that I use? No underwear, oh no thong. <laughs> oh my God. So do you- I miss him. I haven't seen him. He's like, he's a goner. I had my surgery. I woke up from the recovery room. He did he send you flowers? Like a, he didn't send me flowers. What? No, that is so I unlike well, Anthony. To recover a little bit before I came home to our kids because I needed to like sleep and recover. But if, once we got home, he was out of here, and I haven't seen or heard from him since. So. He is in the Middle East, though, so it's different time zone. and yeah, God He's only probably doing the sword dance or something. He's trying to survive over there. Maybe Anthony has beer body. Imagine. He, he acts like he does, <laughs> but I don't know. But like now he's he on keto, so he doesn't eat carbs. He's, all he's been suffering with that. I don't, I don't know how he deals with that. I wouldn't be able to go without carbs. I mean, I had pasta last night. Yeah, I don't know. I always try to tell him that he should like just eat less of everything and then he could have everything because i can control yeah yeah but neither one of us are good at that we're like all or nothing we're we're we go hard the scaramucci's go hard so all right let's talk about something else so it's halloween this week so tomorrow no sister's birthday thursday Thursday, yeah yeah 
So I heard it's supposed to rain all day in New York, too, so I'm kind of dreading that. I know. I'm but, supposed to go um, to this bar uh, for my sister's birthday, and I'm like, I oh, got to go. it's her birthday It's her Halloween? birthday on Halloween. So I never oh, treated nice. it like, I never got dressed up or anything. I, I mean, I did as a kid, but I didn't, you know, as soon as I was of age, like, I really didn't enjoy it. So uh, I'm looking forward to celebrating her birthday, but, uh, you know, with the rain and everything, I don't want to carry an umbrella. It's like, you know, when you go out, you don't want to be carrying an umbrella. So... Are you, but you're going to a bar that's inside, I'm assuming, no? Well, yeah, it's uh, on the upper side. All right, so just get to the place, ditch the umbrella. Throw it out. <laughs> Throw it, like, I don't know, leave it by the front door. If it's there when you get back, great. If not, then go home and dry off. I was, you know um, I mean? well, yeah, I'm going to be in a suit all day, as you know, which I, uh, I wear a suit yeah. every day. But um, I was actually thinking of when you went to, um, well, I guess you go every year uh, to see the ball drop, and it was pouring rain last year. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. And last, you and Anthony were uh, soaked. Yes, that was crazy. That was last, I think that was this past New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully that won't happen again. But now it's raining on Halloween, so Nikki is already asking, are we still going to go trick-or-treating? <laughs> are we this and that? Meanwhile, so I had sinus surgery. I have a cast on my nose, and I can't get the cast wet. And uh, so I'm in a little bit of a debacle here because I have to figure out how to like, maybe I could come up with some sort of costume where my head is covered <laughs> and go with like a paper bag over my head. Well, but you could be we'll a see. Cleveland Browns fan. <laughs> Why? What do they wear? They always put brown paper bags on their heads because they oh, never they win do? any games. Oh my God. How did I never know that? Yeah. If you Google Browns fan and you don't even have to Google pa- uh, brown paper bag, it'll just come up. They're okay, notorious for that. They be. cut holes for the, the eyes and the mouth. Yeah, you should. Okay, randomly, I'm going to be a Browns fan, so nobody think I'm weird if they see pictures of me. But Jupiter. that's to preserve and conserve the, the nose brace that I'm wearing. <laughs> and uh, this year, I was supposed to be, like, our whole family got Spider-Man costumes. So everybody, even down to Baby Mooch, we all have Spider-Man. And Anthony has a... Spider-Man Avengers Endgame costume. Let's see if he oh, wears we gotta it. we got to see that. I know. I'll have we got to put that pictures. on our Instagram page. Let, well, let's see if he even wears it, because last year we were all the Incredibles. I was Elastigirl, and our kids were like Dash and I forgot the other one, and Baby Jack-Jack or whatever. Anthony was supposed to be Mr. Incredible, and his Halloween costume from last year is still hanging um, as is in the plastic in our closet. So let's see if if he even puts it on this year or disappoints us again. <laughs> I have it odds, like, you know, I think he's not going to wear it. I would if pretty much guess. put the house on. If I had to guess, I would say no. What do you think? Um, yeah, I can't picture him doing it. He'll probably escape and, you know, have to be on CNN or something. Um, well, I he, can't, or, no, or watch it. He better not sit just for Halloween because he'll be in big trouble because he's been away for like a week. But um, if he doesn't wear that costume, I, I can live with that. But he better not. He needs to go trick-or-treating with my kids. They're waiting to you, come back. Yeah, I bet they miss him. I mean, I remember um, when we were at Salt in Las Vegas and, um, you know, Nikki and, and James were following him around. Especially Nikki, though. Nikki just is, you know, he is his father to a T. Oh, my God. I asked him. So he's obsessed with Pokemon. So two days ago, he literally, so it's after the surgery. I'm like all drugged up. I just got home. I'm like so tired and not feeling well. And I'm like in pain laying down. 
and he's literally talking my ear off about Pokemon. Mom, which Pokemon do you think, which Pokemon do you think looks the coolest? Which blah blah blah, all the stuff. Meanwhile, I couldn't care less about Pokemon, and I know nothing about them. But I try to like humor him and answer him. So I asked him, "Is there anything else in a day that you think about besides Pokemon?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, I think about Pokemon and I think about Daddy." It's like okay, so I didn't tell Anthony, but I thought that was so funny. He like daydreams about about Anthony. Isn't that cute? That's really cute. Yeah, that's really. I think he like idolizes him. (laughs) So I'll tell Anthony to live it up until he realizes that his dad. Anthony's head's gonna get pretty big. Get? It's already big. So I slather it on. Yeah, he does. So (laughs) hope he brought skincare routine. His skincare routine. His ego. He slathers it all on. So, I mean, I know you don't have kids yet because you're mm-hmm. so young, but... I hope do I don't you, have kids. <laughs> hopefully, not that you know of. Right. But do you find it, like, freaky that there are actually people out there that poison candy and put poison in candy? Yeah, it's really scary. And, um, you know, when I read that, it was uh, it was alarming. And I thought of, um, you know, when I was growing up, I wasn't even allowed to eat the Halloween candy because my parents were actually very um, protective. And they would just buy us, you know, the candy that we want. Um, and we would do the trick-or-treating, but... You just cannot be careful enough, and you really – I mean, there are certain people, you know, you can trust, you know, around the neighborhood, um, you know, who you're friends with or whatever. But, um, it, you know, I, I we read a story, um, Middle Township, New Jersey, um, there was uh, heroin in a kid's candy bag. I mean, imagine you're a kid going trick-or-treating and heroin lands in there. You just, you just don't know what kind of creeps are out there. No, I mean, like, what the hell is wrong with people – who would ever want to do that to a kid? I don't get to it. Anybody. It's so bizarre. To, to anybody, but especially a young, innocent kid. Well, the thing about our house is, I don't tell my kids this, but Anthony and I go to like Walgreens or CVS and we buy every type of Halloween candy there is mm-hmm. to give away, first of all, but also I keep it in our house. So when we get home, I know this sounds like neurotic and crazy, I dump out whatever they got from whoever trick-or-treating, and I just give them the stuff that I bought. So You're they think smart. It's, yeah, they think, they don't know the difference, you no. know, and it is all the same stuff, or if not better. So they're fine and happy, and I know that it's, you know, quote-unquote safe. safe, hopefully. You know, hopefully nobody's gone into the store and done anything or at the, you know, processing plant. But from what I can tell, it's, you know, all good. So for now... They're young enough for it. That still works. That's my thing. So you can't be careful. If any parent wants to know, do that. Yeah, you can't be over careful. No, yeah. Just, I mean, you don't want to be neurotic, but you just also want to be safe and and take precautions. So there are a lot of wackos out there. So if anybody wants a tip, that's a tip from Mrs. Mooch. There you go, a Mrs. Mooch tip. I mean, there are even um, stories uh, I was reading over the weekend in South Carolina. Um, and there are other states as well that do this, that um, sexual predators are mandated um, to report to a certain location. And they keep tally of all of the sexual predators in the neighborhood. They don't want them um, out on, on Halloween. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's so many things. Like, if you thought about all this stuff, you couldn't drive yourself absolutely crazy, especially if you, you wouldn't have You wouldn't leave kids. the house. I know, you wouldn't. So I just have to... 
kind of dragging their testicles on the floor. Yeah, we drag our testicles (laughs) on the floor. That makes everything better. Right. And uh, we just have to kind of take it one day at a time and and rationalize and try to not be so crazy because we could drive ourselves nuts with all that goes on. What is your favorite candy? What is Mrs. Mooch snacking on at night when Anthony goes to bed? Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, So I love salty snacks. If When Anthony goes to bed, I usually eat, like, chips, like Doritos and Cheetos and stuff like okay. that. But if I had Cheeto stain on your hands? <laughs> yeah, I got Cheeto stains on my hands. I, I love salty snacks. I love salt and vinegar potato chips. I'm crazy. But um, <laughs> I love boobs. Yeah, and I love boobs, too. <laughs> uh, but I can't eat them. So <laughs> well. when I want a sweet snack, I love M&M's. I love dark chocolate M&M's. I love peanut M&M's. And I love... Um, Kit Kats. Kit Kats. And especially now they have so dark long. chocolate Kit Kats. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Love them. Dark chocolate's especially great. Dark chocolate Kit Kats in the freezer are amazing. Wow. So Anthony's favorite thing is uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Oh, and he puts you can't them in the beat freezer. that. I love that, too. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. But he's on keto, so he doesn't eat that anymore. Oh, that's a shame. So poor Anthony. He's missing out on the good things in life. <laughs> a couple of our listeners, they mentioned uh, peanut M&Ms. Um, yeah, and Hershey can't Kisses. Go with that. You know, it's a very good, um, like, undercover thing that most people never think of, but they're good, and I get them at the movies a lot. Snow caps. Snow caps. Do you ever, do you ever have a snow cap? Maybe in a while ago. I don't even eat that much candy, honestly. I just, I'm not a big candy guy. If anything, it's chocolate. You know, I, I like yeah. chocolate, but then I notice I get some acne. I'm like, I can't be eating this every day. I don't know. Is that real? Is that a real thing? I don't know. I, I unscientifically think that um, that it does happen. When I have chocolate like two or three days in a row, you know, if there's like a chocolate bar in the house and, you know, you have like a little piece of dark chocolate, I, I feel like I get acne. You break out? Yeah. Well, snow caps are chocolate. They're like chocolate chips covered in like white nonpareils. They're really good. You know what's scary? But, that Thanksgiving is already here in a couple of weeks, and then it's going to be Christmas. Like, the holidays are already here. I know, but I love the holidays. Yeah. I'm excited for them. It's fun. It's a fun time of year. This Hopefully year will probably everybody... be good for you and Anthony. I mean, it's your last year was the first holidays after everything went down. Um, yeah. So, so at least calmer, right? We're moving past all of our nonsense. Well, yeah. you've moved past it. I, uh, you guys are really good together. What people don't realize is how... You know, he's FaceTiming you constantly. I mean, you guys are really, uh, are really no, good. No, we're together. very, we're very good. I'm just happy to, uh, to, like I said, I think I've said this to you before and to our listeners before that the farther away I get from 2017, the happier I am. So um, the fact that it's going to be 2020 is a good thing. Yeah, we I'm all, excited for that. we all have things in our lives. We all move past it, you know, and you just got to kind of keep, keep looking forward um, you know, and, and obviously you, um, you guys have exemplified that, you know, you guys really, I think what this podcast has developed into, and we talked about this on the anniversary show, um, in September, it, it's really become a vehicle for unity. Um, forget about the politics. Obviously we do all the politics of it and, um, you know, it's kind of funny how that's evolved. Uh, I had a changing intro for the fact that Anthony doesn't, you know, support Trump anymore. Um, but, oh my God, I know. You know, so to make it calmer. Changed. A lot has changed. But a lot has changed. But, yeah. but you guys really serve as a good example for people who are just, 
you know, everyday people who are trying to make it work, who, you know, uh, you know, are supporting their kids, working hard. Um, and you, you know, you don't necessarily agree with each other and you know what, that's okay. You don't have to subscribe to groupthink. No, we, we like our life the way it is. I mean, it's more interesting not to be always of the same thought and mind. I mean, that gets a little bit, uh, boring and monotonous. So we definitely keep it interesting here, but your husband farted in his mouth. (laughs) Oh my God. I, how powerful is Cox internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Um, I was reading about this is an abrupt change of topic, yeah. but um, in terms of marriage, I was reading um, about Pope Francis and kind of putting it out there to the public about potentially allowing priests to marry. Um, uh, and I know that there's a whole bunch of specifics, like you have to be, I don't know, something about a bishop or marry a, as bishops or something. I don't know. Whatever. Well, there are a certain spot in the world. Yeah, right? the bishops in uh, in the Amazon saw this whole thing on TV actually about it, that, that the bishops in the Amazon are um, dealing with a major pre-shortage. I mean, we have one here in the U.S., but, you know, generally, like in my parish, we have two priests, and generally there are, you know, there's at least a priest or two in each parish. In the Amazon, people who are religious are actually hopping in canoes to travel miles across, uh, you know, down rivers, and and they're getting in helicopters just to go to a church where there's a priest. I mean, that's how dire the circumstances are. And I think a lot of people there um, said that if they would be able to maintain their family life, they're married and had kids, and they don't have to be celibate. They would preach, you know, and, right. and so there's a major debate going on in the U.S. about that. Um, but the church is obviously very uh, traditional. And I don't know. I go back and forth on it. I, I mean, you know, but with that, the whole sex scandal with priests, you start to wonder, um, you know, maybe if they, you know, were, you know, getting some for a lack of a better term, if they were married, yeah. you know, maybe maybe they wouldn't be looking for that elsewhere. Yeah, I mean. Like you said, um, well, Anthony was born and raised Catholic. I was born and raised Lutheran. We were raising our children Catholic because um, Anthony wanted to, and I'm fine with that. But I just, I know people like tradition, and they like to go by the book and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I never really understood the idea. I mean, I know these priests are supposed to be devoting their life to God and basically just focus on that and be married to Him. But that's really... If you think about it, at the end of the day, that defies all laws of human nature and doesn't make for—it's a very sacrificial life, which I get it. That's what the priesthood is supposed to be about. But it doesn't make for a better priest. It actually makes for probably somebody who's more unhappy um, because it's unnatural to be human and be antisocial and not involved in a a unit, per se, like a family unit in any way, shape, or form. Um, so I think growing up Lutheran, I always had pastors, and they were always married, and they always had kids, and 
they made it made them more relatable. It made them more um, well adjusted. They knew what people were going through. They could advise on marriage from a standpoint of actually being in a relationship. Yeah, it's called life I mean, experience. It's very hard to relate to people when you're a standalone person who's had no personal relationships and no intimate relationships. That's like very, very hard to do. And yeah, tell people what to do. I mean, actually, ironically, I'm great at advice. I'm just not take. I'm just not good at taking my own advice. And well, frankly, that's how who we the, all live, right? But who right? the hell would listen to me? I mean, based on you know, it's not like I'm you know, Mister Wonderful. Um, you know, when it comes to relationships, but you know, you give advice to people and you hope for the best for them. Uh, but priests literally have nothing to go off of. Right. They're just basically going off of the golden rule or the Ten Commandments or Which what has they've its been place. told. What did you say? It, it has its place, but yeah, you know, yeah. the life experience is it's certainly unmatched. Right. And I just think that um, it's helpful in that way. And it's just, it, it's more conducive. Like the person is more apt to go be a priest if he knows that he could also have a loving relationship in his life and be surrounded by warmth and family. It's very stoic and old world to be locked up in a tower and just devote yourself fully to God. You have to be a very different type of person for that, you know? So I just, I I think in many ways it would be a good thing. And it also might reduce, like you said, some of the sex scandal because I feel like it's not natural to be celibate and, it drives people crazy after a while. I'm not making excuses. Right. That doesn't mean you should go and prey on people, or um, especially children. But, but there's a does, lot of temptation out there. Right. There's got to be some reason that it's so rampant. You know what I mean? It's not a one-off thing. It's got to be. There's got to be a reason why it's happening in large numbers in that that demographic. So right. I think it's something um, to think about. And I like the fact that this pope thinks about these things or at least brings them up and, and puts them out there for uh, people to think about and isn't stuck in the old kind of um, old world thinking where he can't ever get out of the box and put anything out there. So I'm happy that he's doing this and um, at least the, talking about things, even if he doesn't do things right away, at least he's putting it out there because I feel like we need to move forward in yeah, many ways. The church is kind of stuck um you know, and it's said, like, you know, I got a church and most of them are older. Um, we do have a deacon who, um, who's who been giving homilies. So that's kind of good because you get his, you know, he's got kids and, you know, has life experience there. It's a different—it's a major difference when somebody who actually can speak from a place of experience on that, um, you know, then getting someone who's just preaching from the Bible. And look, there are a lot of great priests out there and, and a lot of holy people, um, but certainly— um, the scandals that have gone on, it just, it really has tarnished the church's reputation. I mean, you just, you can't deny that. Yeah, very much so. And, um, which is sad, but true. Did and... you, did you see, so on a similar front, we've had similar conversations about this, me, you and Anthony, mostly me and you, but, um, this, uh, research, uh, psychology today, um, that, uh, <laughs> women find that most men aren't worth marrying. Yeah, I saw that. So, I mean, that's the funny thing is like I have a lot of single friends and they all go on these online dating things and it's all, oh my God, they have terrible experiences. And the stuff that they tell me is pathological. Like, you know, they've dated people who have lied to them about their identity. Tim Apple. (laughs) 
Tim Apple. Yes. <laughs> Tim Apple's out there Tim calling Apple. himself Tim Apple, not Tim Cook. My testicles and are a lot smaller than Tim's. <laughs> there's guys out there saying that. You right. know what I mean? Like, there's just people that literally have dual personalities. An alter or ego. Dual, or dual lives. Like, they have wives and children oh or husbands God. and children, and they're on these sites, like, and acting like they're somebody else with a totally different name, and it's actually scary. So, what do your friends do when they get in that situation? I mean, you don't even know the amount of stories. I could write a, like a small book on this stuff. <laughs> Mrs. They, I mean, Mooch on dating. <laughs> on dating? No, they. It's a. It's pretty scary, actually. Yeah. I always say to them, especially like, for women. Yes. Don't meet up with people unless someone knows where you are and it's in like a very public place. And please don't go home with anybody like oh, God, right no. away because that's God all they're only looking knows for. You... What? That's all they're looking for anyway. If you that's let all them they're looking in on for, the first right. date, right? And it's just, but um, if you're seriously really looking for somebody and you're a halfway decent human being, according to this research, it's saying that. Based on education level and income, like there, there's it's mismatched that they can't find men who uh, have completed a certain level of school and are making any sort of money. Like even if it's not great, they're still not making. They're not on par with each other. So I don't know. I mean, I I would be fine marrying somebody who didn't didn't have to be like a scholar or a gazillionaire, but I just want them to tell me who the hell they really are. <laughs> yeah, honesty. You know what? Yeah. And be no, I'm actually person. a very honest guy. Oh, my God, please. Yeah, I mean, if imagine him on a dating site, Trump, <laughs> like he'd lie his ass off, too. He'd <laughs> totally. say he's 180, 6'5", 180. You know, it's so funny. Whenever you play these clips, I'm like, what was I even saying or doing there? Why would I <laughs> you be were, doing I think, that? in Hawaii on that one. And it's funny because they do the baby shark at the Nationals games. And I was in Washington in August. I think I told you the story. 14-inning game, longest game this season. I'm with my friends, and they do uh, baby shark when the Geraldo Parra bats for the Nationals. And they did it like three times. And I'm like, what in the world? And so now you see it on TV in the World Series. And the whole stadium does it. But when I hear baby shark, I think of baby Trump. <laughs> Why did I say that? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't oh, know. I know why. It was the um, the baby Trump blimp, uh, and I think you were talking about um, whether that's oh, disrespectful in London? or whatever. Maybe. Yeah, was it London? Yeah. They've done yeah, it all over. Yeah. Big baby, bad baby Trump. Oh, well, at least I'm on key. You are. Don't sound too bad there. Today I'm not on key because I'm super nasally. I literally sound like I have a clothespin on my nose. So, um, yeah. All the single ladies out there, I don't know, honey. We got to hope the, for the best for you guys, because based on this research, it ain't looking good. Uncle Neil. So, and Uncle Neil is uh, is actually one of the good ones. So uh, I appreciate that. We should we should put a uh, like a ten point bulletin out on you. <laughs> See if anybody call, comes well, to call on. Hey, I'm afraid of Anthony knowing any details. He'll come right on the podcast and do oh, a tell all like the bachelor. <laughs> He'll tell your mother. Right. He goes up to her at the event and starts, you know, talking about things. Well, Too in funny. keeping with the spiciness, um, <laughs> this whole Katie Hill thing. Sexual escapades. So, yeah, she's apparently. She's gallivanting, huh? I don't know what she's doing, but um, I just feel bad. Like, she must be very sad today for herself because. She's 32. 
And yeah, she's young. Relationship allegedly with a male staffer that she's denied. She did admit to having a relationship with a female um, staffer. And the pictures are online. And it's like, you know, when you see that, a congresswoman, I mean, you just, you. I mean, yes, we've seen other people. Anthony Weiner comes to mind. But it's just like, don't we expect better of people, you know, especially in political office? Well, that's the thing. So, like, we're talking about the church, we're talking about political office, the president. I don't know if it's because I'm now 40 and I'm middle-aged and I've seen some stuff and I've lived, or it really is this way, but I feel like I'm becoming less keen on humans and I have this annoying uh, sense that they're not as great as they should be ever. So whether you're a police officer, a priest, a president, a brain surgeon, an astronaut, whatever you are, I feel like for some reason we are all lacking, greatly lacking morals and things that I always saw people had. And I think I was a fool. I don't know, because my parents taught me to be a stand-up person and to follow rules. Like, I know I sound like a complete and total nerd right now. (laughs) Never cut corners, always tell the truth. And of course, I'm human. So have I ever told a lie? Absolutely. Have I ever broken a rule? A hundred percent. But I think in general, I'm somebody that I'm proud to say I am. And I think that I have stepped it up even more since I've had kids because I want to be an example to them. And I never want to let them down. And I want to be the person they think that I am. Of course. So... But I I think a lot of the times that's not what's happening. Like I read um, Catch and Kill over the weekend, the new Ronan Farrow book. Because mm. I was laid up, so I I listened to the book on tape, and I cannot believe the complicity and just the the sexual like deviance and the nonsense that goes on in this world and what people get away with and what people like and are into. I'm like, yeah. who are these people? Can we talk about sex at some point? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, even Mooch, like, he's out there, but he's not that out there. No, and I mean, so- that's the funny thing. He's nothing compared to how some of these people are behind the scenes, you know? I mean, they don't show it, you know? And that's the thing is you really, sometimes you just don't know. Well, that's the thing. I mean... He and I are outwardly nuts, but inwardly we're really not, you know? <laughs> right. So I think it's like how they always say, always watch out the quiet ones. Yeah. Yeah, like it's me. kind of true. <laughs> right. Yeah, like you're probably swinging from the chandeliers <laughs> on the weekend. But, oh, you know it. But you know what I'm saying? I just yeah. feel like, I don't know if it's me, but I just feel like I've been highly disappointed by people's behavior and people that I always thought were amazing or whatever it is, I've been crestfallen time after time learning of uh, something they've done or something they've said or whatever it is. Yeah, you shouldn't be looking up to people. See, that's the thing. Like Trump, I, you know, I agree with President Trump on, on a lot of issues. I disagree on some. I agree with him on others. And I think generally most people feel that way in terms of agreeing with certain things, disagreeing. And, and a lot of it comes with this personality. But you can't, you know, you can't just be, um, you know, 
all in for somebody and root and like looking at them like a hero because they're going to let you down time and time again. I mean, I always said like uh, put politics aside, look at sports, you know, and, and you you root for a guy like Barry Bonds and he, you know, and then he gets busted for steroids or right. Roger Clemens, even Derek Jeter. I always thought he was a great role model. I don't know him personally, um, but even like you know. Would I be disappointed if something were to come out? Yeah, I would. And, and nobody's perfect, you know. Um, David Wright, I mean, we had him on this podcast. I think he's a really great guy. I come very short ever of looking at someone like a hero because you do that, you're going to be let down time and time again. Right. I mean, I think we live in a society where we're basically always assuming the worst and waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I just find that unfortunate because um, – it's sad that we can't ever think that somebody is as tried and true as we think they are, you know, and there are people out there that definitely are, but I think they're few and far between. And what I think people mix up is about the good old days is that the people were just as shady and shysty and corrupt and all this as they are today. Um, It wasn't this like goody two shoes, like, you know, how how they make it out to be as, as as people would like to make it out to be. Mm -hmm. But there wasn't this like uh, social media and people, investigative journalists, and there wasn't these probing, you know, I don't know, whatever it is out there trying to always bust somebody doing something now. Now you can't get away with anything. So we know everybody's shortcomings and everybody's negative features and faults, and everything is out there for the whole world to see. So I don't think that we're living in that different of a time. I just think everybody is so much more out there now that it's kind of hard to hide. And you must be concerned for your kids, too, because they make one mistake online and they're branded for the rest of their life. And we've done stories where, you know, somebody who's a grown adult and they do something stupid, you know, when they're in eighth grade or they tweet something that's inconsiderate or, you know, is uh, borderline racist by today's standards. And they're shunned from society because of something they did when they were preteen. I mean, that she's ongoing. But yeah, I mean, look, a, a relationship like a with somebody is not. And a text yeah. and a this, and all of a sudden, you know, now she's she's busted and she's fallen from grace and she's out of her job, you know. But as someone in political has- office, I mean, you know, especially when when she's been vocal about you know how terrible Trump is and lack of morals, and then you know you're acting like this as someone who just as as a politician. You would hope that they would that they would respect our our country better, that they would be more moral. And and look, I mean, Trump's got his moral issues. Everybody everybody, you know, battles with their inner self. But right. um, you know, it's just it's like it's disappointing. If that was your congresswoman, I mean, you just like you know, yeah, it's, it's scary. I mean, again, unfortunately, I've come to expect very little from most people. Uh, so, but it is a sorry state of affairs when that's. That's how I roll, but I maybe I'm just a pessimist. I don't know. Maybe other people don't think like that, but I've come to expect very little from most people, especially people I don't know and people who have themselves out there doing this and the other thing. So have you become more jaded? Um, probably because I've seen a lot of stuff go on, you know, and that's just with life and with age. Yeah. I think that happens. And it's not like it's made me a bitter person or anything. I just have more realistic expectations of people. You know, I I keep my circle small. Anthony and I were talking about this the other day. We were reading Michelle Obama's book, mm-hmm. and, you know, she specifically said that 
they learned exactly who their friends were and they kept everything small. You have and to. Tight. Right. And that's how I am. Like my family, my my friends from back in the day and a few new ones. And that's it because I just feel like most people are not who they are or claim to be. And most people are not true and genuine and that's fine. But I just like to keep people around me that I know are. And I don't think you need a gazillion people in your life. You just need really good friends and, um, that's how we roll. So yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. It's not like I'm, you know, bitter about it. I just am realistic about it, if that makes sense. Well, especially when you're in your position. I mean, everyone wants a piece of you. I mean, I've seen it. I mean, look, when, when in the whole thing when Trump started or really when Trump tweeted at, at Anthony, and we were, the three of us expected it. I just, you know, when it, when it happened, my phone started blowing up and I'm laughing because people, and I told you, people haven't spoken to in years you know, all of a sudden they know exactly who I am. And I'm like, you know, who the hell are you? Like, you know right. what I mean? And, right. and there's a reason why you're not close to me. And the people who are close to me, they left me alone because they, they know that it's like, you know, it's whatever. You know, it's not, uh, it's work. And, you know, and for people to come out of the woodwork um, expecting, I don't know what they're expecting, access or whatever. It's like, just back off. You know, like you you don't, you're not in my circle. And, um, you know, and that's and that's the thing you, you see you know, who people are when things happen to you for good or, or for worse. Right. Yep. That's it. Most of the time it's very clear. And uh, most people are very transparent. You could see what their intentions are, you know. Exactly. So, but that's just something that I think we all learn as we go through life. And um, I don't ever want to teach my kids to be jaded or guarded or anything because I feel like you miss out on a lot of life if you act that way or you feel that way. So I just, uh, hopefully they'll, they'll understand what it means to be a true friend and they'll, and they'll have people reciprocate. So like the golden girls, my two cents. <laughs> yeah. Like the golden girls. Oh, I can't oh, wait to see baby mooch like in this costume. Oh yes. Well, I'll be tweeting. Like I said, I'll have a bag <laughs> over my head and, uh, I'll send you a picture of Anthony in his tight spandex <laughs> Spider-Man. No underwear, no thong. No underwear, no thong. And uh, we'll be back next Tuesday, right? I, I'll be in the studio. By then, I'll be fully recovered. And um, Tuesday, oh, yeah, yes. you're, you're both supposed to yeah. be together. So hopefully, that's the case. Yep, Tuesday, November fifth. We'll see you next Tuesday, and I'm looking forward to seeing everybody back with us. Thanks for being on with me, Uncle Neil. Oh, you got it. anytime, Mrs. Moose. Love you. <laughs> Thanks. Love you, too. Bye. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.